The following audio is from Fellowship Church in Nederland, Texas. Our mission, to love God, love others, and make disciples. For more information about Fellowship, visit fellowshiptx.org. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, this is Julian Martinez, your associate pastor here at Fellowship. I'm sitting here with Daniel, our lead pastor, and I know it's been a while since we've done a podcast, and we're trying to kind of do this thing all over again, so mm-hmm. you might be listening on our podcast channel or watching us on Facebook, mm-hmm. and um, it has been a while, right? It's been like since uh, August, I think. <laughs> Is it August? Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, I know we were we were doing it pretty frequently, and then we just got super busy. And Well, hur- Hurricane Laura came, oh, that's and right. then uh, we had some COVID issues about that time, and we just kind of got out of the habit and yeah. haven't done it in a while. Yeah, so hopefully we can get back in the routine of this, and I know people yeah. have missed it. Uh, you've already uploaded some of the sermons. Yes, so I've uploaded uh, the past couple of sermons with our new series, Move 2021, and uh, so those are up on the podcast. You can go listen to those. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and dig right in. The way this format works is, you know, usually we just kind of dissect the sermon from Sunday, from mm-hmm. yesterday, and I'll ask a few questions, and then we'll just kind of get a little more in-depth on, on the sermon. Yeah. Uh, so this series... Uh, we, for those of you who don't know, uh, we have kind of like a, what is it, a motto? I don't know. What are the four words there? So we have our purpose statement, but then we have, you know, the four ways that we accomplish. Okay, right. Uh, our purpose statement is love God, love others, make disciples. Right. And then the way we accomplish that is to gather, grow, give, go. Yes. And so this series is a uh, an explanation of those four words. Mm-hmm gather, grow, give, go, why we do those things. And so last week um, you said we gather to go. Mm -hmm. And then this week, Sunday, you said we grow to go. And so I'm assuming (laughs) the other two words are going to be the same, right? Yeah. So we give to go and then go is go. go. (laughs) (laughs) We go to go. We go to go. Yeah. So it's a, so, so the idea that, um, that all this, encompassing gather, grow, give, go is for a purpose to go. You get that from scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been seeing that, right? That you were in Peter and also um, first John kind of hinted on some of that. And so you're, it's in your opinion that we as a church have this mission to go. And, and the reason we are the church is that's the sole purpose Mm -hmm. is to go. Yeah. Right. You said it. Um, or Peter rather said it like, if you don't, if that's not what you're doing, then it's, you're useless. Yeah. Just like you said, you're going to plant that jalapeno tree or whatever plant to get something from it. Right. To produce some kind of fruit. And, um, and so that's the whole purpose of what we do as a church. Right. Now, let me ask you something. This will be the first question. It's kind of a three part question. So just let me get through it and then you can kind of tell us your opinion. Okay. I've been to a lot of churches. I've been a member at several churches. And um, I let me just say, I didn't hear that mm. at all. Now, this isn't an indictment on any of, any of the past churches I've been in at all, but I just didn't hear that. And so why do you feel that that's the case, right? Um, should they be, right? Should they be talking about this? Should they be... Um, should they be challenging their people to go and have we have we redefined the word church right because when i read the new testament i've read through the whole new testament several times and when i read through the new testament you know and you can correct me if i'm wrong but what i see is the church only has one function 
and that is to go and make disciples. Yeah. Now, we as pastors are called to equip people, right? And we come together as a community of believers to do that. But the only purpose and function I can ever see the church doing is going. Yeah. And so have we redefined the word church? Is that a thing? I mean, should other churches be doing it? Why aren't they? Yeah, so, I mean, each individual church may have their own reason why they're not doing it. Uh, you know, I can speculate on why people would not do that. Uh, but I agree. Yeah, absolutely. We have one We have one purpose to, to go. And, and like you said, if you look at the New Testament, um, everything points to going. It's like we've been talking about. Um, we gather not just to hang out, but mm-hmm. to for a purpose. Everything points to a purpose. So even our equipping, even our biblical uh, teaching and our understanding, all of that has to point to a certain thing. And, and the one commission that we've been given, the one thing that Jesus said before he left was, hey, go make, go make disciples. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the one thing that we're supposed to focus on. And so, yeah, we, we obviously are going to teach people. We're going to equip people. We're going to you know, gather and spend time together. But all of that has the, the sole purpose of going, right? Because Jesus wanted us during this period of time before his next coming to advance his kingdom. He right. wanted us to reach as many people as we could, and he left that to us, mm-hmm. right? And so he's equipped us to do that with his Holy Spirit, and we've been called to go. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that... Uh, for some reason, modern Christian culture has redefined the word church. It's very much become uh, about the community. The community has been uh, has been the focal point for a lot of people. The and community then, of believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for a lot of people, you know, just biblical knowledge has become the focal point of that church. You know, I've, you'll see churches that define their mission as teaching people about God, mm. which, of course, we should teach people about God, and we're going to do that, but there's got to be a purpose to that. Yeah. It's that's got to lead to somewhere. Otherwise, otherwise, like Peter said, we're, we're fruitless. We're, Mm -hmm. we're not accomplishing what we're supposed to accomplish. All that has to point towards something. And, uh, and ultimately if we're not going, we are failing as a church, we're failing at our purpose. And so, um, you know, as to why churches aren't doing it, maybe it's comfort, maybe it's, uh, people don't like to be challenged. And so, you know, some pastors don't feel comfortable getting up and, maybe challenging people because they're afraid of what the repercussions of that would be. Um, We're blessed with a very reasonable people here who really genuinely want to know what the Bible says and they want to do what God's word says. And so we don't don't really deal with that here, but um, we, I do think that there's absolutely been a redefinition of the word church and, you know, the community that the church offers is a wonderful thing, but it's, it's not the end all be all of church. And if yeah. it is, then you've, you've missed the point. Um, church is yes, a community, but it's a community with a purpose. And yes, there's biblical education, but it's biblical education for a purpose. Yeah. Would you agree that like, um, that those are byproducts of what the church is, right? Uh, well, we re- remember a year ago or so we did acts mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, we are fellowship series. And we talked about how, you know, they had everything in common and they were gathering almost daily and it was a byproduct of their, uh, of the, of the change that happened in their hearts. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. So it wasn't a checkbox like we like to say. It wasn't like a, I guess if I'm going to be a part of this community, I have to show up. Yeah. It was a byproduct of the love that they had for the mission, for what was going on. It said that they were you know, uh, devoted to the apostles teachings and in, 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 in awe of the things that God was doing. Yeah. And so church, 
in a sense that we've understood it has been redefined to be in the community for community's sake. Yeah. Right. You yeah. come, you do your duty and then you, you learn some about the Bible and you go home and you come back again next week. Yeah. Which yeah, is, that's very much become the case. And it, it the church in the New Testament was so much more about what was happening in between those times mm. than what was happening during their gathering sessions. Yeah. You know? One of the things, I didn't have this written down, it just came to me, and I um, was telling Melissa last night, actually, one of my favorite <laughs> quotes from your script from your sermon Sunday was, you told people it, if you had to choose, right, because you were talking about our groups, our growth groups are mm-hmm. a way of forming that community to yeah. challenge each other to go. And you you said if you had to choose like if people were only going to give you 1 hour, you would rather them give you the growth group hour and not come to 10:30. If they were only going to give you one. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit cuz that sounds radical sometimes to some people. Yeah, so let me first say that I cannot um own that that idea. I didn't come up with that. Mm. Um I heard that first from Nathan Coffin who's the pastor at Calvary. Mm. He would stand up and say that. And when he first said it, I thought the same thing. That's kind of different than what you've been told. You tell people not to come to church. You tell people not. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I know that if someone gets involved in meaningful community, then the byproduct of that is they will come to worship. Sure. You know, if you're if you get involved into the community, then there's accountability. There's someone helping you grow, helping you see uh, all the things that we're supposed to be and the things that we're supposed to be doing in a smaller knit community. You're going to be challenged. And and so I know uh, inevitably you will come to worship. You will get involved in in a more meaningful way. So uh, absolutely. I think that the function of what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing happens easier and better in a, in a small group environment than it does in a, you know, an auditorium with 150 people where everybody's in and out real quick and, you know, they got to go get lunch. And so they're bouncing out of there pretty quick. And so there's just not, there's not that level of community to where you feel comfortable provoking someone. You're not going to go up someone to worship and be like, Hey, You've been missing for the past few weeks. You're a sinner. You're in, you don't know them. You know what I mean? You're, but if I might never have known they were there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone can easily slip in and out through the back. You'll never know. But if they're in a group of 12, you very much quickly recognize that, you know, well, mm. so-and-so has not been here for a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so it's much easier to be held accountable right. uh, in that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think, you know, because of what we read in the New Testament and I don't think anybody would disagree with us. I don't think there would be any pastor who would say, of course, we're supposed to go. You know, like that's that's obviously a part of it. But yeah, everybody understands the Great Commission. Yeah. But I think when you watch some sermons or or sit in some churches, you very much get the understanding that you're just here to learn about the Bible. Yeah, I think that's a great point that nobody disagrees with the Great Commission. It's there. Everybody knows it. Uh, and everybody believes they should be doing it. Every any pastor you talk to is going to say, "Yes, we should be doing the Great Hopefully, Commission." Yeah. But I think sometimes we get we get focused on growing our churches attendance wise. We get focused on you know making sure the offerings are where they're supposed to be, mm. and we get focused on all these cultural church things that we we kind of even though we say something, we may not practice things that lead towards that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I I may say that I, I should eat healthy, but if I'm not really eating healthy. Yeah. What I mean, what what I don't obviously what are the really results? believe that. Yeah. If yeah. I should be taking steps towards that if I really believe that it's a mm. priority. Yeah, I like that. Um, so that being said, uh, anybody who walks into our church on a Sunday morning will get pounded with the idea 
of going, right? They get a heavy dose of what we should be doing, uh, and that, that's what we're all about here. Why, why such the heavy dose, right? Why not, why not mix in some of those, like, you know, three ways to have a successful marriage or whatever? Like, why the heavy dose? Well, I would say that um, if, if we're agreeing that the sole mission of the church is to go, then why would we talk about anything else? Mm. If, that, if that's who we're called to be and what we're called to do, then what else is there? Yeah. You know, you know, for, if we're, you know I like to, to preach uh, expositionally. Sure. And so if I'm preaching through Ephesians and I get to a point where it starts talking about marriage, then yeah, we'll discuss it. But that's, I'm not going to write a four-part series on marriage just because I feel like the more important thing is that we love God, love others, and make disciples. I mean, that's that's what I read in the scripture uh, of, of our purpose as a church. And yeah, marriage is important. And yeah, we'll do classes and stuff like that in the future, I'm sure, on, on, to help people through that because it is important that we understand what biblical marriage is. Sure. That's, that's a part of that growth process like we talked about yesterday. We're growing towards spiritual maturity. Uh, but again... We have a we, we work on our marriages and grow in our marriages so that we can again so that we can go yeah and, and and help people see that there is a difference in the world's way of doing things and the you know God's way of doing things right and so yeah we teach people to do that but we again it, it all feels back to that that same purpose we our marriages are supposed to glorify God and mm. be used by him as a tool to reach people you know um, I, I just think that everything ultimately points back to that when I read when I read the scriptures. So for those of you listening, I was trying to set you up with that. Not that you wouldn't, but I was going to go with that. I was going to come back with, yeah, the reason the model that Paul gives us for marriage is the church in, in Christ, right, is yeah. so that we can glorify God and point others to him. Yeah, We have marriages so that, you know, we show people what that's like to then eventually show them to the one who can lead their marriage so that they yeah. can show somebody else and point them to Jesus. So, I mean, we didn't even discuss that before. And so that's awesome that, yeah. you know, that when I think, you know, doing apologetics and this is kind of off topic, but doing apologetics next, this Wednesday, we're going to be talking about like science and like uh, science is science. It's not God versus science. It's how you interpret science is how you see it. Right. So if you have the lens of Darwinian evolution, that's how you're going to interpret everything you see. If you have the lens of creation, that's and that's exactly how I feel about this. If we have been commissioned to go and everything is about go, we're to make disciples, evangelize, then everything we see that's godly will be through the lens of that. Yeah. I My marriage is going to honor God so that way I can be a better witness for him so that somebody can get saved so that then, you know, mm. so on and so forth, because if not, what good is it going to be for me to have a perfect, awesome marriage, godly marriage, and then not lead to anything? Yeah. Again, it's fruitless. Yeah. Right. I uh, we we in our class we were studying, uh, uh, we were talking about uh, when Jesus calls Levi the tax collector, mm -hmm. Matthew, um, and we were um, talking about the fact that you know right after that, he he throws this big party. And he uses the tools that he has to reach people. He's, he, obviously, he would have been wealthy. He has a pretty nice place. Sure. And so he throws this big party. He uses what he has immediately to try to reach people. He mm -hmm. invites all his tax collector friends and then other sinners who they're connected with. And the religious leaders are like, why are you guys hanging? They don't even go to Jesus, but they're, they go to the disciples. And they're like, why are you hanging out with sinners and tax collectors? Yeah. And, uh, and I told my class, like, everything, everything that you have is a tool mm -hmm. to, to – 
point people to Jesus. Everything, your house, your car, your children, how you raise your children, how you how your marriage is, everything points people to Christ, your job. And, and if we have, like you said, if we view life through that lens, then we're, become, we're gonna become much more missional uh, when, when we realize that everything is about making disciples, yeah. everything. Yeah, because if you don't have that frame of mind, then you have Christianity, in my opinion, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you don't have that frame of mind, you have Christianity very much. Uh, what was the word I'm looking for? You know, you're you're confused about Christianity. Yeah, right. You have a misguided. A mis- Yeah, you're misguided about what Christianity is if yeah. you're not missional minded and. Yeah, even your morality. A lot of people view Christianity as well. I'm I'm supposed to live a righteous life, which is true. But why do you live a righteous right. life? So that you can be that city on a hill that mm-hmm. cannot be hidden, right? Yeah. So that you can point people to Christ. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people may listen and be like, well, I mean, our purpose is to glorify God. You're, you're absolutely right. We are supposed to glorify God. But how do we glorify God? Right. By doing what he told us to do. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. Yeah. And so everything points back to that mission that he, uh, he told us one thing, right? Yeah. He just said, go and make disciples. And so that has to be our focus. And if it's not, we are doing all of this wrong. And all of this is, is, is in vain. I mean, we can meet every single Sunday, study the scriptures and sing songs and spend time together. But if we're not reaching people, then it's all in vain. It's all in vain. Yeah. And, you know, you were just in, in First John and it's what he says, yeah. right? He says, this is how you know you love God, by yeah. doing what God said, yeah. you know? And if Jesus gave us one commandment, that, mm-hmm. or not one command, but one mission. One commission, yeah. One That's commission. It. He gave us one thing to do while we're on this earth. Then to to glorify him in the greatest way is to do the thing he said to do. Yeah. And I feel like we've, you know, we've turned that around to being ultra religious. And like you said, you know, being religious and devoted into something is good, but religion for religious sake is wrong. Yeah. And we've turned christianity into a quote-unquote religion of you know making sure that we don't sin too much and that we make it to church on sundays and you know when you connect the biblical dots for me because uh, we've had this discussion you know for a long time already and when you connect the biblical dots like even even god choosing israel to be his chosen nation was to then lead the other nations mm. to god yeah. And so God has always been mission minded, right? Yeah. It's in the Old Testament that he says like, yeah, you know, you're going to reach Gentiles too. Yeah. And it was like a it was like a a new thing for these Pharisees to hear when yeah. Jesus said like, this is what God said to do. He said you would reach Gentiles. Yeah. And so I feel like that's today's church, right? When we we come upon these understanding of connecting the dots to to evangelize and to make disciples and it's like something new. Right. Like, wow, this is, you know, groundbreaking. This is but it's not. It's actually the only thing Jesus ever wanted us to do. We just didn't get it. Right. Right. Well, and we didn't we didn't necessarily want to get it either because it's a lot easier just to come and listen and be a spectator and go home. That's that's easy. And Mm -hmm. if that's all Christianity is in someone's mind, then, man, that's an easy I can do that. Right. But if it costs me something, then it's something totally different. Yeah. I like that. So. Um, going into that, how important would you say commitment to growing is to the mission of evangelism and making disciples? Like you had everybody fill out commitment cards. How important do you think that is on the totem pole of importance? I think it's of utmost importance that we prioritize growing uh, so that we can go, just like I said Sunday. I mean, um, 
if, if we're not growing, that makes it really difficult for us to be able to go out and, and go in an effective way. So, I mean, Peter says it right there in the text that, um, that we, we grow in these areas in an increasing measure so that we can be fruitful, mm. right? And it's very difficult to be fruitful uh, if, you're not, if you don't know your Bible. If you're, if you're still living in sin and, and failing all the time, just like he said to uh, Paul said, uh, you know, I, I, I work on self-control. I work on controlling my body so that I won't be disqualified in my preaching, right? Mm. We, should, we should work in these areas so we don't disqualify ourselves in our uh, evangelism. Right. Uh, and that doesn't just apply to, to pastors, right? Obviously, pastors, yeah. we don't want them failing morally, but even the, every, every Christian should work towards growth in these areas so that they can uh, then stand up and, and without speaking hypocritically, mm. uh, be able to speak truth into people's lives and, and talk about sin and talk about the gospel. Um, it, it's, it's incredibly important. And, and, you know, a lot of churches do focus on the growth, but they don't focus on the growth in, in regards to uh, the mission. Mm. And, and so, again, it, it goes back to that, that uh, the reason that we grow is so that we can effectively go. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like there could be somebody who challenges this by saying, you know, you got to know why your marriage should work out for God and you need to know why doctrine is important and theology and understanding all that. But then as as I say that, you know, I feel like if you're if you're doing what what you said correctly, right, you're in a growth group. And you and what we do in growth group is we go through biblical understanding Mm -hmm. expositionally. And then if you're in discipleship, what what I do when I disciple somebody is I teach them all of these things. Right. Because they're not going to learn on their own. I think that's been a failure of the church, quote unquote, is that, you know, we want everybody just to like learn on their own and eventually get there by Mm -hmm. hearing a 30 minute sermon on Sundays. You know what I mean? Yeah. When there's all kinds of distractions and not that we don't listen to your sermons, but, you know, they're. What are you going to take away from that? You know, and so the all these things that we've put in place, the growth group, the discipleship, you know, the the things that really connect you, that's where you learn. Yeah. Right. And you learn in the meaningful relationships, too. I mean, if you have someone who's a little bit more mature than you investing in you, Mm -hmm. um, that's that's going to be an area that you grow. And of course. Of course, that stuff is important, theology and doctrine. We don't just let anybody get up and teach. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're going to make sure that they understand the scriptures. Uh, we had a teacher's meeting yesterday, and in the middle of uh, we, we we had a, a commitment card that they all signed. Anybody who's teaching adults, and in that, there's a, there's a thing that they're checking to make sure that they believe certain very important doctrines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we field this, and we make sure that people are teaching the right things, and we make sure that people are understanding the right things. All of that is incredibly important. And so any pastor that would come to me and say, man, you got to be teaching these things. I agree yeah. 100%. And, and I'm spending uh, a lot of time to make sure that we are doctrinally sound as a church. I'm going to invest in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm investing in that for a reason. Right. Not just so that I can have a bunch of biblically mature, intelligent people around our, our church. Because what good does that do me if they're not doing anything with that? Yeah. I need, I, of course I want people to know their Bible. I want people to have healthy marriages. I want people to, to be raising their kids in a biblical way. I want people to be doing all these things, but I want these people to be doing these things for a specific reason, yeah. which is to go and make disciples. If they're not making disciples, then all of that is for naught. I mean, who cares if I got a bunch of really smart biblical people in our church, <laughs> yeah. if they're not doing anything with that biblical knowledge, what's yeah. the point? So yeah, I, I absolutely I mean, if someone wants to come, you know, send an email like, hey, you, 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 biblical doctrine is important. You're, you're trying to 
blow that out. Well, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I 100% agree. Right. And I'm going to teach that. And I'm going to have discipleship classes where people are learning. And we're going to have growth groups where people are learning. And we're going to be teaching people and training people. And all that mm-hmm. is part of it. But it's got to lead to something. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, it's you, you're, you're unfruitful, like, like Peter says. Yeah, and I think it's unfair for people who are on the outside looking in to say, you don't do this. Yeah. Because if you were to ask anybody who's involved in discipleship or growth group, they would absolutely be saying, well, we got a heavy dose of yeah. doctrine and theology and understanding. Yeah. Right. And so and so for those whoever they are, you know, pastors, churches out there who feel like that has to be a Sunday morning, lend me your ear type of thing. I think it goes back to what we said is there's been this misunderstanding of what church actually is. Right. Right. It's not for you to come listen to 30 minutes and be, you know, filled as much as you can in those 30 minutes. Yeah. It's a gathering of a, of the, of a challenge to the mission and how you develop that mission is by doing these things that we talked about. Yeah. And, uh, we, I, I asked this question earlier and I want to circle back a little bit because I don't think we unpacked it uh, the way I was thinking. I mean, we talked about such a heavy dose of this. Do you feel like there's this undoing that we're doing right now that is necessary because of the way people have been taught in the past? Uh, yeah. Does so, that make sense? Yeah. So obviously this is a vision casting series, Yeah. right? This is me trying to communicate to our people um, who we're going to be as a church moving forward. Um, that this is a series that you and I've actually been talking about since March of last year, right? right? When, when we came up with this idea of, uh, of move 2021, it was actually going to be move 2020. Yeah. Uh, but then we just felt like it, it, we needed to wait. And, uh, and so this is very much a, uh, vision casting of, of this is who we are as a church and this is the direction that we're going. Uh, and, and it is a, uh, a retraining of, of, what what the church is it's a it's a bringing it back to the original definition kind of thing you mm. know like you said earlier people have redefined the church yeah um they have redefined it to to something that you come to and that you um consume right and we're redefining or we're not redefining we're, we're bringing it back to its original definition of this is a a body of of people with a purpose mm-hmm. who who work together to accomplish that purpose um, and so, yeah, as, as I'm preaching through this, I am hoping and praying that our people will understand and grasp, um, what, what, we're, what we're really supposed to be. And they'll, uh, for some maybe reprogrammed, uh, to understand that this is what the Bible says and this yeah. is who we're supposed to be. And all of that stuff is important, but it all points to something. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it sounds radical. Whenever you say redefine, right? Yeah. I mean, because actually we're defining. Yeah. And, and it seems radical when you say this is what we're actually supposed to do when everybody understands it as something different. Yeah. And uh, and I think that, you know, just kind of being on the inside, I think talking to several people, they get it. Yeah, several yeah. of our congregants and, you know, people have been like, man, you know, like I never saw it this way, but I get it. Yeah. And I think it's been highly effective for us. Obviously, we're, we're witnessing that in you know attendance on Wednesday nights and stuff like that. People want to learn. People want to know how they can grow so that they would that they will be better equipped to then go do, you know. Yeah. As we cast vision for our equip classes on Wednesday nights, we cast it based off of 
this is leading towards something. We are equipping you for something. Yeah. You know, we're intentional in the words that we use. Right. Uh, we we're, the classes are equip classes. They're equipping you for something. They're not education classes. Yeah. It's not it's not church seminary. It's equipping classes. Mm. And and the goal is that they would lead to something. Yeah. Well, awesome. That's great. I can't wait for this Sunday to hear about give to go and see, you know, what all that entails. Uh, people get a little shaky when you talk about giving, but that's okay, right? <laughs> they yeah. need to be challenged, and that's all right. Yeah, and we're we're going to talk about financial giving, and uh, you know, a lot of times people want to sway away from that because they feel uncomfortable talking about people's money, but it's all over Scripture, and yeah. and we're going to talk about it because it's a it's an obedience thing. But it's also when we talk about give, it's going to be bigger than just financial giving. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, giving of yourself, your time, and your money, and all all of it. Sure. Um, and so that's that'll be things that we cover someday. That's awesome. I can't wait. And so uh, if you're listening to this, make sure to tune in. Uh, be here at 930 for Growth Group and uh, make a commitment to do that. If you haven't been, we, we're ready for you. We have classes that we've designed uh, and split classes. So there's plenty of room if you want to show up. And uh, There'll be coffee there for those of you who don't like to wake <laughs> up early in the morning. There will be coffee. Yeah. There's plenty of coffee. Which 930 is not that early. No. Like people struggle with it, but yeah. 930 is not that early. I like to make the videos sometimes before we get here to practice at 8 for yeah. music. And sometimes I'll make a video, a live video saying, hey. If you're watching this, get up. It's get enough dressed. time for you to get up and yeah. take a shower and get dressed and make right. it to church. And so we're, we're excited to see you guys here. And uh, that's all we have for you today. So God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we always welcome you to join us at Fellowship Church in Nederland, Texas, where we gather, grow, give, and go.